Tonight on Whiskey Business, a return guest, the man that should have been the mayor of Bexley, could have been the governor of Ohio. Not really. <laughs> Travis Irvine is back on Whiskey Business. I'm Dino Tripotis and welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And this marks our first official, since the announcement was made, our first official podcast with the Evergreen Podcast family. Thanks, Evergreen. Yay, Evergreen. Cheers. Yeah, the cheers announcement was that, made uh, Friday or so ago. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Dino's uh, getting his juice here. Evergreen, that's good. Evergreen. Evergreen Podcast Network. Whoa, look at that. Sticking to my, my coaster. Evergreen Podcast has a ton of amazing, whatever your interest might be, uh, they've got something for you, including ours, Whiskey Business. Uh, so check them out at evergreenpodcast.com. Like we were in the, we were in the, the new uh, and trending, new and trending section, and also the uh, fun and nostalgic yeah. category. Fun and nostalgic. Well, we get, oh. and, and we get yeah. fun and nostalgic yeah, yeah, we do. From time yeah. to time. In fact, tonight's episode is a, is a tad bit nostalgic if you consider you know the fact that your guest is a repeat guest, the second time we've had Travis Irvine on the show. Um, and uh, the last time you were on was sensational and great. And just by happenstance, yes. by what I thought was a, uh, are you sure you, you're texting me, dude? Because <laughs> so they text you at two or three a.m. and be was, like, "Yo, you up?" Yeah, and it was well, it had a very personal feel to it. Like, yeah. I don't think this, you know, because you and I don't text on a regular basis, well, you know. And it was like all of a sudden, like, "Hey, man, I'm going to be in town, and you know, let's hang and so forth." Like, you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, he's talking to I me. Want to hang with Dino. I I hang three with weeks in Columbus. I said, I don't think this is for me, but if you're going to be in town, why don't you be a guest on the podcast? And that's perfect. That's actually all I really wanted. Because uh, you're you're one of you're those fishing. You're, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I send all those you, yo you up at two a.m. Uh, texts. <laughs> no, trust me, I I get those from my friends. Yeah, <laughs> I get them from Hansberry. Yeah, oh, Hansberry texted me on his vacation in Chicago. Right at one thirty in the morning. Yeah, what was that all about? The, uh, the wife uh, was already asleep, and I was awake up alone at, at the hotel bar and uh, just hanging out. Hey, hey you guys up? You know, so I thought right. I'd text my dudes and, who and normally. In your, uh, your defense, it was only twelve thirty. Yeah, yeah. Chicago. See, it was, oh, and, yeah, yeah, it was central time. Time difference. Yeah, yeah. you know. And I, when I text you back, what are you doing, you hooligan? I said, <laughs> yeah, then at like six in the morning, I got sex with Dino. What? I go, mother and I went to bed promptly at ten p.m. after a very disturbing episode of the deadliest catch. That's <laughs> what I texted back to him. That's very funny. <laughs> it's, it's accurate. That's an accurate uh, text. It's pretty accurate. Get to the business. Thanks for subscribing to Whiskey Business on your favorite podcasting app: Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, Stitcher, uh, um, Megaphone is a, is a new one. iHeart. They're all of them. All of your favorite all podcasts. All, we've got, run all of them. We do. Because now that we're with Evergreen Podcast, they put them out everywhere. Right. Yep. Wow. Uh, and uh, uh, Tubi. We're on Tubi. We're on Tubi yeah. TV. Yeah, Tubi yeah. TV. I love Tubi TV. We're not on Tubi TV. You can find us one up. You know? <laughs> but you can find us on uh, YouTube, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Smash that uh, subscribe button right down there. Yeah. And click the little bell button, and you'll get notifications every time Johnny uh, posts an, ep- ep- uh, an episode up. I'm doing that. I'm still doing that stuff. I think so. Okay. 
<laughs> we, we told Evergreen that we were. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, whiskeybusinesspod.com yes. is uh, where you can find archives and some uh, videos and writings and stuff. Uh, I need to yeah, write. I, I, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player at .fm, Amazon Music, Spotify, RSS feed, which is weird. I, that, I, everything's <laughs> Uh, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Castbox, and of course YouTube. Oh wow, that's a it's lot! All right there you there. go. Wow, that's, a that's lot. so much. That's a lot. That's a lot. The point is, is if you're not subscribed to us somewhere, get with <laughs> yeah, the program. Yeah. Get with the program. You got a million opportunities, damn it! Yep. But uh, uh, thank you again to Evergreen Podcast for uh, having us join your family, and thank you, Travis Irvine, for being back. Woo-hoo! I have so much to catch up yeah. on with you. I mean, last time you were on, we we talked about so many things. And we'll probably talk about some of those same things, but different, only from an updated standpoint. Yeah, post-pandemic standpoint. Post-pandemic. That's my first question out of the gate. Yeah. You're here. You're alive. You're healthy. Did you did you go through any experiences with COVID? Did you did you have it? Did you not have it? Did you stay in a bubble? Did you were you a mask wearer? Not a mask wearer? Whoa. Are you vaccinated? I'm double vaxxed. I took all the vaxes. I was in L.A. snorting vaxes everywhere at the party. And they were like, stop snorting all the vax. And I was like, you got it. But I'm very, very vaxed right now. And, uh, no, it was, uh, you know, look, it messed with everyone. Uh, here's the thing, Dino. When this all kicked off, March 2020, I was literally, for the first time in my life, touring comedy clubs around the country, actually making comedy club money with my, my good friend and my now co-host of a podcast called Abe Lincoln's Top Hat on Spotify. Um, it's a political podcast, and my co-host Ben Kissel, who used to be my roommate in New York, mm-hmm. um, so we're very tight. And uh, I ran his campaign for Brooklyn Borough President. We made a documentary that I also made called "Hail Yourself America." I think that we released that post our last interview in right. 2019. And uh, so uh, Ben and I were on the road showing our documentary at comedy clubs, crowds of 200 people. I'm over there. We're splitting. We're splitting the door 50-50. You know what comedy club money is yes. like, right? I, I, I know. I. I vaguely remember what comedy club <laughs> Thank you, was right? like. It's, yes. I've been on a comedy club stage and sent well since March. Over, March over a year. Yeah. yeah. And that's the crazy thing is like, there I was doing shows, making like three grand and three nights. And I'm Ooh, like, this, what? Is, this is it. That's yeah. Nice. Ben's got a follow. Right there, yeah. yeah. It was very generous. And, uh, you know, we three had grand a, and three nights. We did a show at funny bone Columbus, March 22nd. And I mm. flew here after our Orlando show. March 16th, and uh, then the world shut yeah, down, and yeah. that was the end of the dream. It was just like, and I know so many people, know. Com- comedians especially, were like, they're about to do an album. They're about to hit the road. They're, they're, about, to, they're about to, you know, uh, pay the rent. Pay the rent. <laughs> pay the rent. <laughs> but they're about Have to put food job. on the table. Yeah, thank they're, you. <laughs> yeah, the bar is pretty low. Yeah, diapers for their children. <laughs> I mean, everybody. Yeah, diapers for themselves. Yeah, diapers, I mean, everything. Pay, well, you know. The they, older ones. Some well. of them have problems. <laughs> Dino knows a little bit about that. There you yeah. go. No, I don't. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Why, but, why were you up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday? <laughs> You're going pee. Uh, wait a hey, the fact that I can still get up and go pee okay. is good. It's <laughs> when it's when I it's when I say I gotta pee. Uh, and I just uh, and I just stay right here. Right. Okay, okay, I'm done. Right. <laughs> that's that's when you need to get honey, concerned, honey, worried, changing the, yeah. the Steve Martin bit from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah, like, right. Can I use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Either way, that was that was it. And but that's what's interesting. It brought me back to Columbus, 
right in March 2020 at the height of everything. And this is where I stayed for in Clinville. Actually, I was uh, over uh, Clinton, Clinton Heights Avenue. I didn't realize I was so close to you. I would have come over you. way more. Shame like on three you. Three blocks away. Shame, shame on instead you. I hunkered. You could have you could have been part of the very exclusive pandemic bubble that yeah. was that was yeah. this house. Oh, that would have been fun. That's that was, what I was terrified about. I was like, if I go over there, I'm either going to get COVID or I'm going to give Dino COVID. Yeah. No, you know, you wouldn't get COVID here. Yeah. No, no. no there was That's a good. very exclusive bubble. I mean, and I was I was really strict about who came over That's and, and what we did. And, uh, and you know, there were no more poker games. There were no more, there were, everything stopped. Can't touch the cards. Can't right? touch the cards, the chips, whatever. I yeah. mean, every, you know, even, even tonight before you came over here, before these guys came over here, I wiped down everything again and I, you know, That's good. the joint, you know, there's some things that I, I think know. should stick around. Yeah, hand sure. sanitizer being available, I think is yeah. good. You got some hands. What's over there? Yeah. The Goddamn movie. Delta variant. Yeah. got the Delta oh, variant. Oh, no, we got the Delta uh, variant. There's always going to be a variant. There's always going to be, I mean, I, I, I think much like a lot of things that happen historically speaking in, in our world and in our country, uh, I, I, I think this is going to be just, part of it you mm-hmm. know moving moving forward yes. and it'll become less and less of an issue it will become what you know some people decide to get a flu shot every year some people decide not to get a flu shot every year yes. you know yeah. uh you know supposed to get a single shot when you turn 60 well now they didn't change it to 50 and you know it's going to be whatever people want to do but it is going to be part of the routine moving forward you know yes. what are we going to do after 9-11 everybody said the world changed after 9-11 but we adapted you know we, i got to do what at the airport right. and all of a sudden i don't <laughs> think twice about it at the right airport. right i got who watching my emails right now right, right. <laughs> exactly. yeah. you know everybody just kind of gets conditioned and uh, and i yeah. don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing depending on i guess on what it is well yeah i'd say the sad reality is that everything did get so politicized right on the issues of Again, you're talking masks, you're talking right. vaccinations. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I'm a pretty science uh, savvy guy. I always got A's in the old biology classes and everything oh, over you. there at Bexley wow, High School. They know how to teach you. them. And uh, and speaking of which, Amy Acton, Dr. Amy Acton, only lives two blocks away from my parents. So, you know, at the height of this stuff, you got people coming out who, let's face it, they probably voted for me for governor. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were very angry about the, the, the shutdowns and the mask mandates and all of it. And sure enough, they show up in Bexley to start protesting. Dear Dr. Amy Acton's house. And I was very conflicted. Politic- well, not politically, but just, you know, I, I understand their sentiment. But, you know, this is a very unprecedented once in a hundred sure. year situation. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. Dr. Amy Acton's married to my old c- cross country coach. You know, the good coach, Coach A, Eric coach Acton. A, yeah. And, uh, you know, I grew up with uh, Acton's kids and... So to, to see those worlds kind of collide two blocks away from right. where my parents were. And, you know, again, I had flown in for a show. Next thing I know, I'm hunkering down with my parents to make sure they're safe. And then next thing you know, I'm getting a spot here in Clintonville because I couldn't stand my parents anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I was here till July and I just hunkered down and I was editing this documentary that right. we, we finished. At least you had something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. the Lord knows plenty of people didn't. Have, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, you know, because... Uh, for those of you who are seeing Travis for the first time, when we had him on last time, we talked about a lot of things. He's he's always been politically active. Were you surprised uh, at how politically divisive the pandemic was? Yeah, I was. Because it seemed like, again, it seemed like straightforward science. And, right. You know, even with yeah. the, the first Trump press conferences and the first Mike DeWine conferences, whatever mm-hmm. you think about those men, whatever, 
they were coming out and saying, these are our solutions. This is what we're going to try to do. And then, like, you know, that was March. And then already by April, everyone's getting sick oh, of it. Oh, fuck and, that. Yeah, 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 yeah and, yeah, like, yeah, immediately yeah, yeah. it started to turn into, you know, well, what's true and what's not? And then now now that's what we have. And don't tell me what to do. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? I, I, want, I, I want my right to spit on my friends. How dare you? Get over here, Jerry. I'm going to spit on you right now. And it's just like, well, hold on. You know, yeah, it's just like, you know, I wore the mask because what I understood was that uh, my spittle and other people's spittle is what was spreading the disease. Yeah. And so it could. Yes. And I washed my hands and just made sure I didn't give anything to my parents. And uh, that lasted again all through Ohio. I think I was good. And then I went and took a campaign job in Wyoming. From August, September, October through Election Day. And that is when I got COVID. Oh, you actually got COVID. I actually tested positive for COVID because in Wyoming, when you show up to someone's door wearing a mask, they call you a pussy and they make you take it off uh, if if you want to earn their vote for your candidate. So Wyoming was like living in Trump country. And um, it's a wild west out there. Exactly. Yeah. They always go 60, 70 percent for Republicans. Oh, person that wears a mask in Wyoming is a bank robber. Exactly. (laughs) They understand. It's the wild west. You robbing me? Whoa, the train robbers are here, buddy. This ain't a train. This is a house. And I'm like, I know. I'm just here to give you a flyer. I'll just leave it on the door. Yeah. You're not going below. Yeah. Mask and a black hat. So I know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. Exactly. Yeah. But Wyoming, you know, that was that's something that. I don't know anyone else who did that. No, did you get now? Did you get uh, super sick, or just you, you just tested positive, and it was just like you had a bad flu? Because some people there were, there were some mild cases, some severe cases. Obviously, we've lost six hundred thousand plus lives right. uh, over the over the course of the pandemic. Where were you in that mix? Well, the problem is that, is that I don't know because it is such a weird disease. And uh, we were doing the campaign gig in Colorado for a weekend at ten thousand feet altitude. And by Sunday, after two days of, you know, again, it's canvassing, it's campaign work for the libertarians, of course. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the bar is very low, um, but we were giving our best try. And uh, 10,000 feet, I thought I had altitude sickness Mm because I just started to crash the Sunday after we were were in uh, Colorado. And uh, it was just very tired and just trying to watch the Browns game and then going back to my bed and then coming back to the Browns game and then telling my coworkers, it's like, I really don't feel very good. I feel very well. And then, um, the tiredness and it was just coughing up a lot of phlegm, which is apparently not a COVID symptom. That's what it's an altitude sickness symptom. It gets confusing. Mm -hmm. So again, so I'm trying to just do my diligence, Sure. but for two more days I was laid out. And then, um, about a few weeks later before I left the job, it was the day after election day. Um, we didn't know who had won the presidency. Uh, we did win one state house campaign in Wyoming for a libertarian. Right. We were running libertarians against Republicans, and we won one, and we lost three. <laughs> and, That's uh, right. Yeah, well, hey, it was the only thing that went right for the libertarians, as far as I'm concerned, in 2020. <laughs> I haven't mentioned our guest bottle tonight. The uh, This is the George Dickel Barrel Select Whiskey. Uh, I subscribe to a lot of. Just that up. I subscribe to a lot of uh, French 
medical journals. And, oh, and you know me when I found Doctor Dickel when, when, I, when I when I found the article that said that Dick whiskey you. drinkers uh, are less likely to <laughs> to contract COVID. Yes, whiskey drinkers and cigarette smokers. Of course, mm. in France, you say that cigarettes cigarette smoking oh, is fine. Yeah. It cigarette is good for you. Why you not try it? Why you are eight years old? Try cigarette. The, the, the nicotine and the smoke it keeps <laughs> the lungs protected from the COVID yeah. from coming inside. Yeah. It hardens the shell. Yes, it does. Yeah. But uh, this is uh, this is our guest bottle tonight. I, I think it's bottle one hundred and sixty-six or one hundred and sixty-seven. Yeah. Um, this is the George. Depending on who you talk to, um, this is aged somewhere between nine. Some people will say 10, 12, or fifteen years. It's like a rescue dog. To, you just uh, never know how old it yeah, actually it is. Yeah. And pretty good. Don't, our buddy yeah. Rick Gethin from uh, changed his name to <laughs> from. Um, uh, Cat Club podcast, who was on mm-hmm. recently, uh, brought this as a gift. So thank you, Rick. We are honoring your your gift here, and this is a this is a nice little nice little blend. A lot of corn mm. in there, uh, about eight percent rye, mostly eighty some percent corn, eight percent rye, eight percent malted barley. So when you taste it, you'll probably get some sweetness mm-hmm. into it right out of the gate. A lot of corn for sure, and then uh, uh, afterwards. Mm. A little caramely, yeah, yeah, a little caramely. It's definitely sweet. It's definitely sweet. That's 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 good. A lot of corn. Feel good. That's, yeah, that's drinkable. Are you sure? Is, is it, are you drinkable? You look so tired. Yeah, he's man's okay? been in. I'm wiped okay? out. The man. Chicago trip. Yeah. Uh, the wife and I. You? How old I, are you? I know. I feel like I'm 80. Uh, <laughs> the, well, the wife and I took a uh, lovely trip to Chicago without the kids, and we went. We were going from like Thursday morning till. Sunday night. Oh man! And I'm and today is what and Wednesday, it wasn't even Tuesday, your anniversary Wednesday. Or birthday. No, no, no. no. Okay. And by going, I mean none of that. <laughs> yeah. This is how you know nature is healing. It's like yeah. how old are you? Know you had a birthday. Oh, no, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Oh, welcome oh, to man. my world, buddy. You know what I want to do? Is do you want to do the like the Vegas IV thing? Yeah, they've yeah. got they got a spot over here in Grandview now. I want to try it. You want to try that? Hey, hey you ever, be a sponsor. Have you ever had? Do that? See if the IV to recharge it. Not for that purpose. I'm telling you what, you'll think you're Superman. Is it like vitamins? What is it? It's uh, they just uh, yeah. it's saline basically. Yeah. It's saline. It's mm. saline and some other good, good, good mojo stuff to to kind of have vitamins. I'm sure vitamin B and stuff. Oh, I, I, I have a buddy. Uh, he's, a, he's an Italian club dude. He's uh, works at the fire department. And he back in the day, he says he, he says he's above board now. But they when they first started, they would <laughs> they would just use those saline packets and. You know, if they were a little, little, a little sluggish, uh, a little yeah, sluggish you know, before a shift, sure. well, I mean, hit it up and boom. What, what is saline? Just like water right. and exactly. with a little salt. Right. And yeah. what is the what is the what is the leading contributor to being fatigued? Just dehydration. Being, being yeah. Dehydrated. Yeah, 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 dehydrated. yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I agree. So, I want, that's what I say. I want to do it. Drink water. So, yeah. Drink water. Everybody drink water. Drink water. All right. Yeah. Travis is drinking water. Drink let's, a lot of water. Yep. let's do a show. Let's just have a bender. And then do a show from the uh, isn't from this the, whole from the podcast in a bender <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for five years? I thought that was the point. <laughs> oh man! So my, let's let's wrap up that segment. Was, sure, you're healthy. You're I'm here, healthy. I survived, and I had antibodies uh, for six months after you have it. Mm. Right. So um, I and you know I just kept going in and getting tested, making sure I was good, and then finally I got tested for the antibodies, and they're like. Yeah, you, you, you're good for six months. 
And I was like, all right, well, thank you to all the j- terrible people of Wyoming who didn't care Dude. enough about anyone else's health. <laughs> it was just, it was a wild time. They you flunked know? biology in high school. No, yeah. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, and then uh, Biden won the presidency and it felt like we were at least moving forward. Yeah. So here we are. We did seem to make a lot of quick progress after that. Yeah. It's almost like he knows Amazing. what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're very passionate about your politics. When you, uh, yeah. when, when, when you were home, you texted me and asked me if I would put up some signs for the uh, HB6 repeal. Right. Repeal right? HB6. Yes. HB6. And tell people what that is. Oh, Lord. Well, if, in, in a nutshell. Yeah. If anyone was living under a rock during the pandemic, which was all of us, let's face it. Mm-hmm. Um, HB6 broke last July 2020, and it is what the FBI has called the biggest pay-to-play bribery scandal in Ohio political history and it involved the speaker of the house for, now former, former speaker of the house oh, really? and Finally also former. he's been removed and yeah. he's been fully expelled <laughs> then his yep. son want, want the gig now yeah no he didn't get it okay they okay. gave it to a state trooper they're right. just like we should just pick someone <laughs> yeah. in law let's get somebody <laughs> without the same last name <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was the other thing the man's name was householder what else is he supposed to do that's <laughs> it so so uh that all broke and it you know it's not just the speaker former speaker of the house it was well-connected lobbyists oh, yeah. um, that, that's a big paper trail a big paper trail the former ohio republican party chairman named matt borges who lives in my hometown of bexley um and you know these are political bullies guys who have been at it for 10 20 plus years and they've always gotten away with it and that's who the fbi busted was basically these guys coordinating uh money that came from first energy mm-hmm. it was up to the tune of 60 million dollars yep and they gave it to an organization called Generation Now that was literally Larry Householder and his associates using the money to pass HB6, which was a nuclear bailout bill that benefited First Energy. And after they got that passed, very controversially in the state house, then they had to fight all the um, attempts to repeal it at the ballot or repeal it in mm-hmm. session. So, you know, they're taking money from this company. <laughs> And putting it into campaigns and rigging primaries and paying off petitioners to not collect petitions. Oh, wow. It's it got a crazy. mess. Bad it got news crazy. all around. And uh, you notice that sign's not, uh, not in my yard. I imagine Larry Householder stole it. Just Somebody like he stole, stole our Somebody energy stole, At the same time they, they, <laughs> they stole my uh, Biden-Harris sign, they... they... See, that's where you live in Clintonville. Uh, so just, I know, but you know what? I just don't know. Sometimes so let's like, go to Clintonville, steal some signs. Yeah, maybe yeah. Larry Household was driving by. I was like, no, 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 not Dino. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. You gave me two signs. I only put up one. That's fine. That's no, okay. I only put up one. I, I just one saw. I saw one in Cleveland uh, this weekend when I was up in Cleveland doing comedy. Again, for the first time. So I time. might still have another one in the, in the garage now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And if you need one, then I'll steal this one from Cleveland <laughs> and then bring yeah. it down to you. Good idea. So why, why with, 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 with so much corruption and politics being the, the ever-constant <laughs> riddle wrapped in an enigma, why, why, do you, why do you continue to pers- have those political pursuits? Do you really think you can make a difference if you got someplace? Do you really think you could make a difference if you got into a position of political power? Well, or would you cave like so many? Right. No, that's a very good question. If I had been a candidate last year, certainly a very good question. You've been a candidate. I've been a candidate and I did have an influence, at least on the elections. And, you know, like we talked about back in 2019 when I ran for mayor of Bexley, I did end up saving 
uh, my block, my right. neighbor's homes. Right. And we, the city council, learned what we were dealing with on the zoning issue. You can learn about that in American Mayor, uh, available at AmericanMayorTheMovie.com. <laughs> Uh, that is still a movie. It's, you know, still, it's just an old movie. It's no, an old movie. So I'm not promoting we'll, we'll, it. Mention the old ones. We'll mention the new we'll one new here ones, in a little yeah. bit. Don't I've worry about it. We've made five we're, movies. We're gonna, we're, <laughs> that's five more than a lot of people. Right. Thank you. Right, two of them back, are back, uh, zombie raccoons. Right. So, yes. back, back to my original question. <laughs> I've made a difference. I've made a difference because here's here's what we've done. Here's what we did in the last yeah, you year. Did. Okay, we did. I knocked on thousands of doors for that state house campaign that we won in Wyoming. So I got Marshall Burt libertarian elected to the Wyoming state house. First libertarian elected to a state house in 30 years. First third party candidate elected to the Wyoming state house in a hundred years. That was me and four other people. You were instrumental in getting him elected. Yes. I'm asking if you got elected to office, right? Would you still be able to be the Travis Irvine that sits across from me right now Bruh. without, <laughs> without you know, yeah. dealing with the scorn and the criticism and all yeah. the political pressures that and uh, that are involved in an office once you get there? Let's yes. let's let's not let's not quibble. You know, you're going to get it. I will not quibble. I will stand up to corruption, no matter who it is, Republican <laughs> or Democrat. I've heard that before. I know, but listen, listen to this. All right, the HB six signs made a difference. They, they made a difference because they pressured, uh, you know, we had celebrities, we had influencers, we had mm-hmm. political people putting these signs out. And what it did was build momentum for people to understand that, yes, no one likes this law. And then I went a step further the other uh, month back in May. I read Larry Householder's personal cell phone number on my new podcast, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's <laughs> Top Hat, available on Spotify. And... Uh, Larry Householder, when he was testifying before they expelled him, uh, about nine minutes into his testimony, he started complaining about receiving texts from all over the country telling him to resign and repeal HB6. And I went back and listened to the podcast, and that's exactly what I told people to text him. And that's the thing. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, so these are little things. I understand that. These but are this little, these all are little, uh, they all they, come into yes. They all come into play. Yes. So you, behind the scenes... Are very effective and make a difference. Make a difference and make some changes. Yes, and if I were elected, and I hundred percent believe that I would do the same thing, because and and would you if would you still take the opportunity to be elected to a public office if yes. if, if you decided so because because you're very personable. Yes, you're very charming. Okay, well, and let's let's, oh, hold, let's on, hold on. This is the political segment. Yeah, for anyone listening, on. I just put on my American flag <laughs> sunglasses. For anyone right. watching, that's on um, brand. I think I had this exact same picture I, I, last time over, you were here. Yeah, yeah, over yeah, the yeah, course yeah. Of, of of my long life have, have been and may I say talk about nostalgia. I've listened to Dino since I was a kid. <laughs> okay, thank you. Right, that's, so, that's, that's, I'm, long that's life, right. and we're glad I'm to hear. Right? Seven years old, eighty-seven years old. Yeah, yeah. It's it's but over the course of of my much longer lives than anybody seated here, I was approached and asked, "Would you ever consider?" Running for was that me who asked you that? No, no, no. Well, you may have asked me. I that. may have was like, "Come on!" You've asked me that before in the past, but other people prior to you have asked me that. Right. And I'm like, uh, you know what? In my heart, oh, that'd be awesome. I think because right. I feel the same way. I like, to make, but then, the, then the the reality s- s- steps in, and I'm like, oh, man, right? Do I want to be part no of, of 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 that machinery? And and how long would I last? Right. That's a very good. Yeah. No, that's something a question every American has to ask themselves is because, you know, I I do think the majority of Americans are good. I think, you know, I I agree with you that 
power seems to corrupt people. Mm -hmm. And you saw that with Larry Householder. He was just a farm boy from Perry County. And when he got. That's my line. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And right now, though, I'm not a farm boy from Perry County. If you're running for office, if you're running for office and you're not pure as people think pure is as a person, you have no fucking chance. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I kind of beg to differ. The primaries, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, given now. the present, given the previous presidential sure. election. Well, and even you <laughs> know, <laughs> and even in the the state house, you know, let's look. Larry Householder got expelled 75 to 21. So that's 20 Republicans backed him, and one Democrat was like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> I guess. And uh, but that's on the that's huge. That's three fourths. We're just like, we're done with you. Yeah, oh, get yeah. out. And that's there was no number. ceremony. There was no clapping. Once they delivered the vote and the new House Speaker, Bob Cup voted to expel Larry Householder as well. I think that does speak volumes. And it's like, maybe there are good people out there. There, who are, just, there are good people. Or, and, you know, there. even if you don't agree with them on everything, well, at least they did something here. No, I don't agree you with know? anybody on everything. You exactly. Know? And, and that's, right. and that's, How could you? And that's, no, that's, if you are agreeing with everything from everybody, then you have no, no opinion. You have no, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you're just, you're just a lackey. Yeah, and and, just you know, go along with it. Things well, and, and government is hard. You know, I remember my first meeting with the Bexley mayor, uh, David Madison, who was mayor for thirty years before you know when he retired. That's why I ran and seven other people ran because it was wide open. But he had a sign hanging up in his office. It was like you can't make everyone happy all the time, and it's just a it's a good reminder if you're a, a politician or an elected official or even just a bureaucrat doing your job. Everything's so hard. And I think we saw that the past year, certainly, because it was hard to get 100% of right. anything right the last year. You strike me as such a positive person all the time, but in the last year, what, what has disappointed you and discouraged you since oh. the last time we spoke? Uh, <laughs> well, there's a place called Wyoming. <laughs> no, aside from Wyoming, <laughs> if you mention Wyoming, all the shitty I'm people to about, Wyoming. I'm talking about personally. Tell me about what this, is Wyoming? This, what, you know, yeah. You know, I, I, this. I'm not saying that you're on right now for the podcast. This is you. This is who you are. Sure. This is how you've always been yeah. uh, with your stand-up and your filmmaking and, and your politics. But what what happened in, in, since the last time we met that might have discouraged or disappointed Travis Irvine? Where you said, like, you just said, "Fuck it, I'm right. done," or "I'm Whoa. thinking about being done." Oh, I've had it. Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Boy, every every day about six p.m. in Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming really, Wyoming. it really bummed me out. It really man. left a mark. Didn't it, it really bummed me out. It, it really it scarred me literally you. with the COVID in the lungs, probably, and then also mentally forever. <laughs> it's just like Wyoming is a beautiful place full of terrible people. Just the worst, um, the the dregs of of white Trump. But isn't the country beautiful? Isn't it beautiful scenery? No, I mean you're talking about having a moment. You're talking about having a moment, and I had one. We again, we would kind of bounce to these other libertarian campaigns on some weekends, and I was in South Dakota, just miles away from Mount Rushmore, which is the American, you know, so iconic. And I just, I just had it with everyone. I'm watching the families eat pizza. I'm like, they're all racist. They're all fat white racist. Who, um, who, they they can't uh, empathize with anyone else, you know. And I only know that because I've been knocking on their doors and ch- just trying to talk See about it, it firsthand. Yeah, and now it's changed things. It's now I come <laughs> I'm back. Gonna, thank, I'm you. That water thank you. Thank you. Before you knock it over. Think, well, I'm getting very passionate over here. <laughs> we talk about politics and what I hate. Um, and you know, and then I come back to Ohio. It's like Trump won here by eight points. You know, right. teaching filmmaking in Delaware at uh, at Ohio Wesleyan has like a camp for kids 
with the junior league and I'm, I'm just teaching the basics of filmmaking just and, I, and now when i drive into delaware and i see the trump flags i'm just like man the nostalgia you're talking nostalgia and fun, fun the nostalgia, and nostalgia yeah. but the fun and nostalgia is is now lost when i go to these small towns or these little places it's not americana anymore now it's more terrifying to me so that's a it's a great question that you asked and i'm giving you a real answer because i want a real because answer. i you know how much i love this country look at my stupid shirt and my hat and my glasses i know you do i even have a mask with an american flag <laughs> right. on it and people said i wasn't patriotic when it, because i was wearing a mask <laughs> i'm like it's got the flag what else do you want and, you know, I just continue to love this country like my old racist grandma. Where it's just like, oh you're God. wrong. I love you, but you're wrong and you need to stop. Your grandmother was racist? Oh, God. Please don't make me talk about that. She, yeah, she died. Was like, she was she purposely racist or unintentionally racist as if there was a difference? A little column A, a little column B. And uh, she died four days after Obama was elected in 2008. <laughs> and the last, her, my uncle, last thing my uncle Larry asked her was like, so did you vote for Obama? She rolled her eyes and <laughs> he keeps telling that story. I'm like, well, I think we know her grandma. Well, I think we know how she, how she cast her vote. Yeah. <laughs> we know what button yeah. she pushed. I think she made it to the polls. Oh, all. my God. All right, two things that you mentioned there. You mentioned America, yes. and you mentioned filmmaking. So let's talk about that. How America Killed My Mother is your latest documentary, which uh, I'm sorry to say, by the time this podcast drops, we'll have already had a screening at Studio 35, but I'm sure there's more screenings to come. Let's talk about How America Killed My Mother. What is that about, and uh, and how did that come to be? Well, um, again, as you guys know, I, I made my first 40-minute documentary about my own mayoral campaign in Bexley back mm -hmm. in 2007. Um, I was very happy with how that turned out. We finished it yeah. in 2010. We took it to the Cannes Film Festival I short, it. It short film it corner. Yeah. I saw it. Very proud of it. Yep. Um, and then I followed that up with uh, another campaign documentary, Hail Yourself America, about my buddy's campaign in Brooklyn that we ran. Again, that's what we were touring with uh, when the world shut down. Mm. So when the world shut down, um, we've... We had been shooting footage for How America Killed My Mother since 2016. So a little bit of backstory. Um, you know, I lived in New York for about nine years doing comedy there. And there's this insane sketch comedy group called Murder Fist. And their shows would literally begin with just blaring loud music, flashing the lights, smog, uh, fog machines, smoke machines, smog machines, all of them. And they'd all run out with their <laughs> clothes off and covered in fake blood, yelling at everyone. And there's this fellow named Ed Larson, who is the biggest, burliest fellow of them all. And he was like the ringleader of Murder Fist. And I was terrified of him. You know, that's, that's, that was the name of my first record, by the way. Murder Fist? Murder Fist. Really? <laughs> really? No. Okay. No. <laughs> it's a great name, but it though, right? It's a great name. Yeah, yeah it's but a great it will name. be now. Now you can right? because yeah. they're no longer a sketch group. So Ed's been uh, a pal since the, the days I first moved to New York City. Mm -hmm. And um, his mom was a sweet, sweet lady. You know, uh, he, he was raised as an only child, basically. His dad left the family, and his mom was a diabetic with a gambling addiction, and they were always broke. And anytime they had money, it would get gambled away. And then anytime, you know, she had to deal with her diabetes, there would be barely any money to deal with that real-life illness. So Ed was basically working in New York, sending money back to his mom in Jersey. And he would do this dance for, you know, about 10 years since he moved to New York City. And in 2016, July 2016, she passed out at literally Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City from a diabetic episode after losing too much money. Um, and about two weeks after that, she passed away. 
And the, the writing was on the wall for this poor woman who, you know, she turned 65. She got a Medicare. Medicare didn't cover the the diet, uh, the uh, blood sugar machine, mm-hmm. blood sugar monitor. It was 800 extra dollars. They didn't have that. So she couldn't do that. So she literally had a dog that would bark when her insulin got low because dogs can smell blood right. sugar. And um, this was the last year of her life was just struggling to keep her blood sugar going and struggling to keep money coming in because she got Social Security. And then she was, you know, with Social Security, you can't have another job. Basically, you can't make no. more. Mm-hmm. It's like no. unemployment. You can't right, make right, more right. than a certain amount. So she's pigeonholed in this world with diabetes, a, a, a low paying job that's killing her literally from, you know, being on her feet all day. She's working in a nursing home. And then uh, Social Security that's not good enough. Medicare that's not good enough. And she died in July 2016, uh, shortly after that diabetic episode at, again, Trump Taj Mahal. So Ed Larson comes to me about a month later, devastated. And he's just like, I know you make documentaries. I know you got a journalism degree. And I'm like, Ed, that doesn't mean anything. Let's face it. Uh, you know, I'm only a hard hitting journalist advice because I hit the bomb before we go out and shoot. And he's like... I want to make a movie. He had $3,000 in insurance money, life insurance. And keep that in mind, a few weeks before she wow. died, she switched her policy. He would have gotten 30000 but she couldn't afford it anymore. So she changed it to the $3,000 oh, policy. No, just, and that's what he got. And so he said, I want to take this money and make a documentary. And just let's show what happened to my mom. I want to find out. You know, she had uh, banks just charging her overdraft fees nonstop. Mm-hmm. She had, again, the diabetes uh, issues. Uh, the casinos and it seemed like everywhere you turn especially in a a place like new jersey which is a blue state but a very poorly run blue state in my opinion um you can see that she just got screwed over over and over again so ed was like let's make this documentary and we started shooting september 2016 during you know before trump was even a thing right and from there we continued shooting during the trump years as we saw everything progress um, and we were determined to finish it while Trump was still president. So we did finish it in the fall of 2020 and released it exclusively on Vimeo. You can go to howamericakilledmymother.com to actually watch it if you can't make the Studio 35 screening. Um, and the fascinating thing is that now that Trump has lost, all the issues we're talking about, there's still big oh, issues in America, yeah, except when now we're in a Democratic administration. Right. So the goal is to just keep showing it and keep talking about these things. So, um, and how's the documentary being received? Very well. Yeah. Uh, online, you know, again, with an online release, we were a little worried because you don't mm-hmm. get to see everyone's reaction, right? You know? Right, right, right. Um, and we've been getting so much uh, positive feedback because the interesting thing is we touch on so many issues that everyone resonates with it differently. You know, it's like if you had a parent that died at any point in your life, no matter what it was from, this movie resonates with you. Because it's a, it's a comedian dealing with that. If, if anyone you know or yourself has diabetes, it resonates with you because you're dealing with that. If you've ever had issues with the bank, <laughs> that yeah. resonates with you. Right. If you hate Trump, it resonates with you. Um, so we have so many issues that people are resonating with. And, and we got positive feedback, not just online, but specifically not just, not just individuals, but we got um, contacted by the Pittsburgh School of Medicine, like University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine, and they watched it as a class. And all of them you know, collectively wrote an email saying, we realize that we, we're all determined to do whatever we can to cure diabetes now, because this shouldn't happen. 
You know, insulin is made for $3 by companies. It sold for $30 a, bo- a vial in Canada, and it sold right. for almost $300 here in America. Wow. Isn't Walmart coming out with their own? Uh, yes, they are. I mean, so get, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the are. thing. I'm not joking. I Honestly, I, I mean, if anyone else. Everybody, I mean, the, 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 there seems to be a movement to try to. To, to tackle this. To tackle that yeah. and curb that expense. Yeah. So Because so millions of Americans are dealing with this. Right. Yeah. And was, uh, did, did, do I understand correctly that uh, the Roastmaster General was one of the producers on your documentary? Absolutely. Jeff, Jeff Ross, Ross is cousins with my buddy Ed Ross, uh, Ed Larson. Okay. okay. And um, uh, Jeff is in the documentary. Jeff made a documentary. Travis brought this to me last time. That's right. Good. I was yeah, very excited. I stole it from Jeff's house. <laughs> from Jeff's he has house. a whole uh, closet that's, full that's of them. Okay. So. I still like the fact that it's, yeah, it's you stole it. It's fun. And, and, <laughs> and Jeff was and it's mine. Yeah, Jeff was very supportive of the project. You know, um, uh, Kathy, Aunt Kathy. It was his aunt, sure, yeah. right? So he remembers her growing up. And, um, you know, Jeff made a, a nice documentary called The Patriot Act with Drew Carey, like way back in the day, like maybe 2005. So Jeff has experience making and he's done sure. all these uh, roast of criminals, roast of cops, roast of the border. And right, Ed right. Larson, my, my pal and Jeff's cousin, has helped produce all those projects. Oh, so they cool. already have this socially conscious documentary with comedy brand that they've been doing for Comedy hmm. Central. And that's why it just made sense for me and Ed to tackle this thing on an indie level just to start getting the story out there. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, yeah, as of this recording, I think uh, Whitney and I are going to try to show up at the screening mm-hmm. on, on uh, July the 2nd. We'll be but, there. But uh, for everybody else, how AmericaKilledMyMother.com? Yes, believe it or not, the domain name was not taken. <laughs> <laughs> HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com. It's it's right there. That You'll find a, it. That was wide open for you. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, but congratulations again. It, 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 it amazes me. I shouldn't say amazes me. It uh, it it's, it pleases me. <laughs> it pleases me that you can do something as thoughtful as How America Killed My Mother and these other documentaries. And then also go back to your, your wacky silly side with Killer Raccoons 2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which I did see yes. at, at, at a screening at Studio 35. And it was eligible for an Academy <laughs> Award. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I guess because, I'll tell this. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's so, bizarre seeing that name yeah. on the list. Though. In the midst, that's <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, this is a good pandemic story. In the midst of everything, I you know I again I took the time to just sit in Clintonville, edit Ed's very sad documentary about his mom dying, and then out of nowhere, by the end of July, our distributor Indigan Pictures that we signed Killer Raccoons two for, right. they've been trying to get. The movie out since signing it, they were like, "We're going to do a 420 release." And it's like, "All right, well, pandemic." What's a, four, what's a 420? 420 is April, April 20th. 20th. Oh, the actual four. Oh, because okay, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, guys. Yeah. Hitler's birthday. I, I, yeah. 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 Oh my god, no, it's the Columbine <laughs> shooting, you oh, monster. Oh yeah, yeah. Hitler's birthday is, is <laughs> oh, the twenty-first, yeah. I think. So yes, yeah. Earth my Day. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah. wanted to do that, and then it didn't work out. Then they tried May, then they tried June, and then they were like, "Finally, Christmas in July. We got to get this movie out there." Well, in July 2020. I don't know if you guys know. No theaters were open. None. Nope. All anything that was open was just showing old classics. Right. Because yeah. what happened yeah. in the midst of the pandemic was another sequel, also incredibly stupid, called Trolls Two World Tour, destroyed the studio theater uh, uh, business model completely. Yeah, yeah they were the first ones. I remember watching with the kids. Yeah, Universal. Out, they went, yeah, they streamed it. Oh, Universal. Yeah, passed up all the theaters and said, "We're not. We're not going to wait. We're just going to throw it onto streaming." 
And so now this the whole uh, studio theatrical, it was all broken. It was all completely broken. And then all of a sudden you get to, to this point where, well, if a movie's streaming, then it has been released. So here comes a movie called Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark, in the midst of <laughs> July. And we get released by, I think, a, I'm a told the official release date was July 15th. And within three weeks, last weekend of July, lo and behold, someone sends me a text. is like, you are not going to believe this. But Killer Raccoons 2 is the number 11 box office hit (laughs) at the theaters right now. And they send me the link on IMDb. And lo and behold, there we are. And we see all the other movies are old classics like Star Wars and Indiana Jones and stuff. It's just whatever drive-ins are showing stuff. And then there we are, Killer Records <laughs> 2. Historical record. Number 11, top box office grossing movie for about two or three weeks. You know, we dropped steadily throughout the weeks. But we also looked, and once we realized we were the only new right. movie and the only comedy movie, we grabbed that moniker right away. And sure, we are the we number were the number one new comedy in America because there were no other new comedies in America. <laughs> nice. And that was last year. That I'd was leave August. out the last part. I'd leave out I the last part. I love the last part. I'm like, parentheses, parentheses, asterisks, asterisks. I'd leave out the last part I just because there are no all. other comedies out there. Yeah. yeah. I would just, I would, I would rest on those there? laurels, huh? It's good laurels. I love those laurels. And it was just, and we screened in Cleveland for like a week in right. September. And, um, and then, you know, all of this led to literally us being eligible for Academy, Academy Awards, Awards as we got the word in March. And there we were, <laughs> just, a, you know, alphabetically, just a few down from Judas and the Black Messiah. Does that mean? Does, <laughs> could you have technically attended the Academy Awards if you're if you're if we were nominated? If you were nominated, yeah. 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 So yeah. we did okay. try. The, the being eligible doesn't cut it, right? You we we, we pushed specifically for uh, best song, best original song because, for your consideration. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and that's why I kept telling everyone. I just, <laughs> I was awesome like, it's just an, it's just an honor to be eligible, right? right? right that's right. what oh, I was oh, like. Wait, you submitted you submitted best song? Yeah, because you had to do extra things. You had to submit like the the cue sheet and everything and. So we paid the extra to do that. You know, it's the Academy Awards is just kind of a form. Right. You know, and you fill out the form and you say that you screened for a week somewhere. And we're like, because Cleveland count. And they're like, uh, it does this year. I can't (laughs) tell you how happy I would have been because I watch the Academy Awards every year. Good, bad or ugly, no matter what they are. How awesome would it have been? And the nominees for best original song. song. Christmas (laughs) in Outer Space. Killer (laughs) Raccoons 2. Dark Christmas in Dark. Because you think about it, <laughs> I would have loved that. That's the ca- the category that South Park, Bigger, Longer, uh, and On Tech got nominated. It's not, it's the, not out of the realm of the Muppet movie, no. Lego movie. Sure. You know, it's, just, it could have happened. It could have happened if they liked our song more. <laughs> you know, but so that was it. That was you know, uh, again, like you mentioned, it's like you got all these serious documentaries. We got serious political issues in sure. this country. Thank God, I also have that silly side of the brain. Was just right. like Killer yeah, Raccoon no. stews. Technically, the biggest thing I've ever done. It gives you, yeah, right. It gives you balance. Thank you. It gives you balance. You know how it is. Do you think Spielberg looked at that list and went, "What the fuck is that?" (laughs) How many people? Everyone looked at that list and was like, "What the fuck?" What is going on in this curiosity? They're like, "Yeah, let's watch this." The one thing I do appreciate, I think I told you guys, three, there's 366 movies were nominated. Uh, or eligible for all awards categories. All right. And it was a leap year in 2020. So if you, it's basically like the Academy was like, if you watched one movie a day, <laughs> one of those would have to be, unfortunately, <laughs> Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark. 
preferably near Christmas or yeah. July. <laughs> Dare I ask? Because we last 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 time you were here, we 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 talked about Killer Raccoons too. And uh, any progress with the third installment? You know, that's what's so fascinating is, um, you know, editing the documentary during pandemic and then going working the campaign job in Wyoming. I just felt so wiped out. Right. And then even just doing our Academy Awards push, quote unquote, push. it's just me push. posting on Instagram. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a push a different dumb actor that we had. It's like, is he eligible? <laughs> like, Hashtag. Let's go with song. Yeah. <laughs> let's, just, let's just go with song. So honestly, I've just felt so exhausted. And then I picked up the podcast job and movies. I mean, you know, I'm getting to the point where it's like, um, I don't. You know the indie. You know how it is. Do you know the indie movie route is so hard, and you do everything, and it costs Talk to John Whitney. Whitney. John yeah, Whitney we both knows. know. You both know, and I really just, you know, I've been living in L.A. the last five months, and by living, I mean, you know, staying at a place, yeah. <laughs> uh, undisclosed location. Don't mail me anything there. It's not like it's actually my place. Um, and but there's just no time to start dreaming up of the next thing yet. Right. We keep talking about what our next thing would be, yeah. and while we're doing that, we're still seeing the, the the progress from the feature film that we did, the street where we, we found out a month or so ago that we were spiking huge. And was it South Korea? Yeah, South Korea for some reason loves to uh, watch people. That's so pinnacle great. That's so magical. Yeah. I love that. Stuff. You know, and then we <laughs> then and then it went to. Uh, uh, some sort of free viewing on YouTube. Yeah, the, YouTube. It was was, like a, there was a site on YouTube. We picked up 35,000 more views there. And then it was another, I think, Tubi TV as well. Yeah. Tubi. Yeah. Tubi. 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 Tubi TV. I was told that was a, a made up thing. No. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. We I actually, subscribed we, to Shutter TV recently, too. Oh, I love Shutter Our film yeah. got a, like almost like a, a, a rebirth, if you will, from because we're, we're, we're still streaming from on the Amazon. the pandemic? Or? Still, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We're still streaming on Amazon. But when we started going to this to this free, when they started releasing on this free site, we started getting all these, you know, right. uh, comments and people and like more people probably watched it for free. Which which is fine. We both would say, you know, we haven't seen a dime right. from, from 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 that. Film. Yeah, the majority of people that are watching, like, uh, how do you know about my life? Or and yeah, you know, this is so sad. How I, I watched the whole thing, but I wanted to slip my wrist. You know, it's like, those kind of comments. <laughs> that is great. That's what people say about which Killer Ed Grace too. Which is well. why, yeah. want, which is why our next project is definitely going to be a comedy. Yeah, well, and that's it? how Ed Larson and I feel is that you know Ed. Poor Ed is watching this. I'm sending him, you know, cut after cut. I'm like, all right, it's 45 minutes. We're trying to get it down to 40. Tell me what else I can cut. You know, there's three minutes of you sobbing. Can I cut that? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's one of the saddest movies I've ever had to make. And uh, we're in the same boat. We just want to make the dumbest, fartiest comedy yeah. ever. So fartiest. Maybe we don't want to make the fartiest. I want to no make farts? A, ti- a time no travel, a time travel movie. We'll sir. let you make the fartiest movie. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, Fart the musical. Coming the, soon to you but, and everybody. Okay, we'll stop. We're on to We're on to gold. Let's go, Jerry. I had a dream a while back. Speaking of... Of musicals, yeah, and you being of comedy ilk as well. I had a dream that I wrote and produced Lenny Bruce the musical on Broadway. That's a cool dream. You should do that, right? Yeah, that's your dream. Saying, "Hey, Dino, do this." Yeah, that's a solid idea. That's a great Lenny idea. Bruce the musical. And there was a song that was actually playing it in in my dream. Oh, nice. Did like, you write it down, uh, record uh, it when you, when you woke up? Uh, Did you get on well, your notes? Well, all I can remember was, because, you know, he was arrested and yeah. you know, saying dirty words. Shut down. 
you know, and, and there was like the, the big song from the musical was, I can't believe he said fuck. Oh. Yeah. Was, was the, you know, I can't oh, yeah. believe he said fuck. He said oh. fuck. Oh my God, everybody duck. He said fuck. You know, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was like Lenny Bruce the musical. You could even have some of the, like the, uh, what's the old West Side Story, uh, Officer Crumpkey. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you have your police officer. Can, yeah. can you believe this Bruce guy? He's out of control. Oh, right. <laughs> He's over there smoking a bowl. We got to arrest this guy because he said fuck. Exactly. Everybody get in the truck. I don't know. I'm just Lenny rhyming words. Like, oh, That's all musical right. I, just I, just words. Found, I, I just found my collaborator. All right, yes, I'm if, in. If, if Mel Brooks, who has no uh, actual <laughs> musical right. talent, his just birthday tell, was tells, tells people, yes, yes, his birthday 80, was... 85, uh, 95? Uh, 90, definitely. In the 95. 90s, yeah, yeah. If, if he could sit there and goes, I don't know how to play the piano, but I would, this is how the song goes. Yeah. And he has people and, 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 and writes, and, you know... Thank you. The, the Inquisition. The, 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 the producers. Right. The, the producers. The, and, and all the songs from his movies. But the musical producers... Mel Brooks doesn't know how to play an instrument. No. no. So you'd be my collaborator for Lenny Bruce the Musical. And off we go. I'm a good lyricist. In fact, uh, for best original song, I wrote the lyrics because I'm exactly like Mel Brooks in that sense. In no other sense, I, I assume. Uh, I wrote the lyrics for Christmas in Outer Space, which was the opening song of Killer Records 2. But I had no, I just knew how I wanted it to go. But I threw it to right. local musicians, Matt Monta, Bobby Dawson. And they were the ones that actually made it into a, a song. Ding, dong, ding, dong. And then it's an actual song. So There you go. So that's great. I'm in. Count me in. Lenny Bruce, the, the musical. musical. Okay. It writes itself. Sounds crazy, and yet not that crazy. It's not that Can crazy. I play like a, a, a person in the audience who faints? Whoa, no. You're the cab driver. Make up your mind. You're going to be an Uber driver in our films, and now you want to be on a Broadway play? Well, which whichever one you make first, I'll be Yeah. Also, Broadway, we're opening in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We got a ways to go before we get to the West on West Broadway how, by the casino. Right, right. <laughs> this is how ideas are born. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's crazier things have happened. Uh, I mean, that's uh, isn't that how uh, the guys from South Park came up with the Book of Mormon? It was just crazy, just uh, just sitting around. Well, they yeah. grew up, you know, in Colorado, surrounded by Mormons because they're on the western right. side of the Rockies, and they had their South Parks. But you know, one of their movies was Orgasmo, right? Which oh, fuck yes. I studied yeah. that a lot because the it was Trey Parker's second feature. <laughs> and you After know, Killer ba- Basketball. Was, what was first? No, this first one was Cannibal the Musical, which is a trauma entertainment movie, mm. and that's yep. where my first raccoon movie belongs is with Trauma Entertainment. So I. I looked at that movie. Yeah, it's just like yeah, if you yeah, can yeah. make a sequel that's at least that good, Trey Parker, Man Stone. They, I mean, those guys' careers are just, you know, I look they're at still the, at it. They're still. I mean, yeah. Mike Judge is a great indie comedy guy who just creates also, his yeah. own world. Um, I just really look up to 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 comedians like that. Part of the reason you're back in town is because you are a, a, a beloved fan of the Columbus Crew. I grew up cheering for the Columbus Crew. It's the only sports team I cared about for about 20 years. Yep. And uh, you went to the last game. Went to the last game. At Moffray. Uh, yes. Uh, now um, it's a historic crew stadium. Now historic crew stadium. Oh, yeah. That's what it's called now? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Moffray was like, oh, you're still in the stadium. Yeah, we're not going to yeah, put a name on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and have you uh, checked out the new stadium? The lower, lo- yeah. lower.com. Lower.com field. Lower. That's, that's a, what it's called. Nope. I hear uh, it's absolutely stunning. It's It was... Um, I, I I didn't I wasn't fully prepared. Um, Wait, I, did, did, did they do tours or how'd you get in? So um, I became a season ticket holder this year. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been cheering for the crew since 1996. I was 12 years old. I was sure definitely too young to become sure. a season ticket mm-hmm. holder. So I was at the first game in Ohio Stadium. I was at the first game at Historic Crew Stadium, 1999. And I will be at the first game at Lower.com Field. And they had an exclusive <laughs> watch party of the Columbus versus Austin game. Because you may recall, uh, the Save the Crew That was on Sunday. Yeah, that's, Sunday. One, that's one that Columbus Crew fans really wanted to win. Yes. Just to stick it uh, in just his ass. Did Austin, stick it to him. Just trust stick fun, it in his yes. yeah. The guy who, tr- who owned the crew previously that led, and he tried to move right, the team right, to right, Austin right. and led to the whole Save the Crew movement. He ended up getting his team in Austin and his stadium. And they just opened up, and so yeah, Columbus played them on uh, Sunday, so Sunday night to nil nil. Yeah, well, you know, they're not quite expansion team because it was yeah, it was a it was classic soccer zero zero, zero, uh, zero. participation trophies for everybody. We could have mm-hmm. just all stayed home, and <laughs> those are the most soccer results you could get oh. zero zero. But um, yeah, we really could have <laughs> stuck remember, it to them. I remember this is a total uh, uh, rabbit hole, but I remember uh, growing up, Letterman would give the uh, World Cup scores, <laughs> <laughs> and he would just be like zero zero, zero zero, zero, zero one. Zero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember Jay Leno's only World Cup joke was when the United States got beat by Iran in 1998, and he was, you know, you're a a kid growing up, you want to be a comedian. And his joke was, hey, it was the first time that uh, Iranians had sent Americans home early. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's fun. That's a cool joke. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Thank like you. Thank you. All right. Good More head bottles. Okay, go back. I'm sorry. Either so, so way. So, yeah, you saw the stadium. It's the most beautiful stadium I've I ever seen in my entire And it's right downtown, which changes everything. You yeah, know, right. how many years have I – it was Ohio Stadium, and then you you leave the stadium, you're on the campus. And then yeah, it's it's nice. Historic Crew Stadium, and you leave the stadium, and you're in a mud field at the Ohio <laughs> Fairgrounds. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the bad part now, of Mount Freeze. I leave like the stadium, of, and there's the skyline, and the nationwide building says, go crew, and it just feels like the city gives a shit about – um, a soccer team that made U.S. soccer important in this country. Right. The road to growing soccer in America went through Columbus, and I think that's why the Save the Crew movement was uh, successful. And, again, it's so simple. You're right. A kid growing up with a soccer team in a city no one cares about. Yeah. And well, it's just like we've, we've made cool. ourselves very And a kid growing up with a soccer team and a kid growing up at a time when soccer was what, like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, right. I still oh, get made fun soccer. of. We're asking to soccer. Could you please put on the soccer game at the bar? <laughs> All right, let me let me mention one more thing that, for you to plug, uh, because uh, I, I don't think you've plugged nearly enough things over the course of this podcast. Good. <laughs> I don't care, man. <laughs> we plug what? everything. Yeah. But let's plug your podcast, the one you were just talking yes. about. It, it, honestly, I'm very proud of it. Uh, Abe Lincoln's top hat. They've been doing this podcast, my buddy Ben Kissel, over at Last Podcast Network for about 10 years. And they used to record it in a little broom closet under a Mexican restaurant. And I, <laughs> I would pop on in 2011 for a couple episodes throughout the years. I had my Fox News girlfriend at the time. We'd go on the show and argue. And then it was the, the end of our relationship. And now. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, was, she, right? was she blonde? Because that's just How'd curiosity. you know she's blonde and has legs? What, what, um, was it Fox News? Yeah, what, was it the uh, <laughs> closet in the bottom of a Mexican restaurant? Or she was that what you talked about? <laughs> but now I am the co-host. And uh, it's been so oh, much fun my. because you we... worked your way up to the co-host. Yeah, they're exclusive on Spotify, but we've gotten up to number eight 
as high as number eight on the news and pl- politics section. Nice. And, of, of, and that's, that's, let yeah, us know when you're on the fun man. and nostalgic section. Yeah, we'll right? Yeah. I wish that we were in the new and trending and fun and nostalgic section. Well, we're, we're new to the Evergreen Podcast <laughs> yeah. Network, so I, I think they're, throwing, some love, they're yeah. throwing us a little love. They yeah. should, and I, I that's honestly what it takes because, you know, my, my friends are millionaires from just being podcast hosts, and now I'm getting a small piece of oh, the Oh, we're not. We're not. I know. We're we're none of us are there yet. Look at us. This is the closest we've But it's possible. Someone who knows millionaires. It's possible. And that's the important thing. We are twice removed. Possible. And we just keep growing. Because these these guys just grew their podcast for 10 years. (laughs) Oh, see, for 10 years. So we still got five years to go. You're babies. You're babies. And from what I hear, it goes from zero to like a million. Just like that. Just like that. Well, I don't know about that. Honestly, you know, I'm not blown smoke up evergreen podcast network but the fact that we're on that network will definitely expand our our, our base no, exactly. we're very grateful we're, very, so we're, we're very, very much appreciated and more people and <laughs> once again i mentioned you're the first official podcast on the evergreen podcast network so can you so, share this with your million dollar buddies yeah right oh yes yeah let me just uh text them right now uh <laughs> One eight hundred millionaires. <laughs> so I just text them. Yeah. No, Bezos. I don't want to talk to you again. Yeah. Okay. Well, Looking yeah. for my buddies. No, I can't go to Mars right now, oh, Jeff. Man. I'm hanging right. out with Dino. <laughs> let's uh, let's start to wrap things up here. Our guest bottle has been the George Dickel Barrel Select. Did you guys enjoy it? Yes. Did. Yes. Did yeah or nay? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I well, enjoyed and it's it. only eighty six proof. Like that went down yeah, too quick nice. for me. Yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah, yeah. eighty six is a very safe proof. It's for me. good, safe, safe proof. It's breakfast safe, proof. It's, yeah. breakfast safe proof. proof. Breakfast <laughs> proof. Breakfast. I remember last week Johnny was looking for a, a post podcast drink. He's like, "You got anything that's less than hundred proof? Less than hundred proof?" <laughs> we kept on a no, no, no. Hundred twenty, hundred twenty three. Yeah, that's yeah. moonshine. So don't, don't even touch yeah. that. This, that's yeah. gasoline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this got I think bottle one hundred sixty six or one hundred sixty seven. I can't remember the George Dickel. Um, it's nice. Uh, kind of sweet. It's really good. Yeah. With, with, with the corn, a little mm-hmm. bit of caramel. Um, I would suggest yeah. if you see a bottle of that, just pick it up. I dig it. I dig it. it uh, I don't know what it retails for. I can, forgot. Yeah, no. Can, can you can you find this uh, barrel selection? Yeah, this at, is at the this store. Is, yeah, this yeah. is available. This okay. is available. Yeah. The only reason I don't know what it retails for, and I apologize, I should have done my research, is because it was a gift from Rick oh. Gethin. Thanks, Rick. So, so Thanks, thank Rick. you, Rick. We appreciate that. He's a big roller. And, so. And, uh, yeah. He, he's um, a millionaire too. Oh, so I, cool. Before I say an official goodbye to Travis Hansbury, the business one more time. Whiskeybusinesspod.com and evergreenpodcast.com is where you can find uh, all of our episodes and nonsense. Yeah. Uh, of course, Instagram and Facebook. Please uh, like us and click all the buttons that make us uh, your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, whiskey, uh, you always you, YouTube Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Yeah. Um, smash, smash that like smash button. Smash that like Subscribe. button. <laughs> smash it. And the little bell icon that's right down here. And then you'll get notifications. Oh, uh, yeah. And then Beep. new things, Johnny. He's got the Evergreen Podcast. Look at, there's a nice little picture of us there. Oh, oh, look at that. Yeah. It ain't photoshopped at all. With, no, no, no. It is actually. Not too much. That's a, <laughs> we had to take new pictures for the podcast network. And, well, uh, so that's even more uh, incentive for people to go to evergreenpodcast.com yeah, yeah. to see Absolutely. see our, our handsome faces. <laughs> uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Overcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Amazon, YouTube, CastBox, Breaker. Thanks to uh, all of our friends at Evergreen. Our guest has been Travis Irvine, uh, a guy who's always doing something <laughs> 
Check out How America Killed My Mother at Amer- howamericakilledmymother.com. Uh, if you don't get a chance to see it screened somewhere locally in your neck of the woods. So go online and check that out. Um, thank you, brother. Again, as always, uh, I look forward to having you back in another year. Yes. When, uh, Let's do it every two years. Every two years. Has it been, every, has it been two years? Yeah, 2019. And then, wow. you know, well, 2020 is kind of like... A, it's a, it's a it blur. It doesn't count. It's a blur. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a duo. It was timeout. Uh, it was a every tour. Olympic year. We'll have you on Olympic years. Yeah, there you go. That sounds great. Yeah. For the winter and summer, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. And specifically years. to talk about that now, right? <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, hey, how about that Simone Biles? I do know a lot about curling. That's Simone Biles. <laughs> uh, next week on the podcast, Jason Banks, Woo! comedian Jason yeah. Banks from right here in Columbus, who is blowing up TikTok across thing. the world on TikTok. Something like four to five million followers on TikTok. Amazing. Over 670,000 followers. He's just a good guy. He's been on our podcast before, but with other people. Right. So this will be the first time we have a one-on-one with Jason Banks. And you know, <laughs> talking about fun and nostalgia, I know why Jason Banks, <laughs> I know why Jason Banks would say funny. yes to this podcast. Same reason I accidentally texted Dino at 2 or 3 a.m. <laughs> was like, we miss Dino, and Dino's meant a lot to this community, oh, to the stop. young comedian developing. So thank stop, you stop, for stop. all you but do. Thank you. It's very kind of you. Thanks, man, for being here tonight, and that we're going to hang out for a little bit afterwards. Uh, that's it, my friends. Thank you for joining us on Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. I always forget to say it's a Never the Luck production. That's a production company that makes no money as well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and once again, still uh, proud to be a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. So check them out at evergreenpodcast.com. Until the next bottle. See ya. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.